net worth, but it doesn't work the other way around. We all know people who have millions of dollars and they're not happy. Yes. And they're miserable people. And self-worth is that we are all innately deserving. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Live Boldly podcast with Sarah Shelton Kranz. This is an inspiring podcast for those seeking proven ways of healing, growing, and transcending their lives. I am a legendary leader in healing, acclaimed author, keynote, and TEDx speaker, a mom, an adventurer, and a believer in all things possible. My mission is to guide others to live their life boldly, regardless of circumstances. I believe we all have the power to overcome and lead joy-filled, happy lives. Recorded from the trail or in my office, every other week I share inspiring stories from everyday people because we all deserve to be heard. You will also hear from hand-picked professionals ready to guide you beside me. Are you ready? Let's do this. That, my friends, was Joyce Martyr. Her book, The Financial Mindset Fix, a mental fitness program for an abundant life, was published on July 27th. You can find it on Amazon, it's on other online book retailers, and yes, it is in bookstores. So we had a powerful conversation about just simply financial mindset, right? The the mindset that goes along with um, our finances. And we talked about our own personal stories from divorce, what held us back. Um, I shared a little bit about my own fear in having to now figure out my financial future. You know, grab your journal, grab your pen. We really dove into a lot of really good stuff here, including self-worthiness and how that uh, can affect our net worth. So with that, before I dive into Joyce Martyr, I would like to remind you that we have programs here over at sarahschultencrans.com that may be of interest to you, that can help in your own healing journey. We have in October a co-ed Grand Canyon retreat that includes three months of coaching along with a five-day intensive healing journey within the Grand Canyon. We hike, we adventure, we meditate, we coach. It is a deep dive into self while we are also deep diving into the Grand Canyon. We stay in a cabin alongside a creek. It is an absolute beautiful experience. It is one that transforms and transcends and changes your life. If this is of interest to you, message me at sarah at sarahsheltoncrans.com or message my assistant, Joe, that is J-O at sarahsheltoncrans.com. Let's set up a 20-minute discovery call and see if it's the right fit for you. Grab 2021 prices today. We are half filled. Yes, these do fill up every time. Do not miss out. We also have an online healing program that has been amazing for the group that is in it right now. It is called The Trail, an online community for truth, inspiration, hope, and healing. Every month, we dive into a new subject from trauma brain to self-worthiness, boundary setting, um, just betrayal, trauma recovery, so much amazing good stuff. It is a supportive group of, of beautiful people who are there to heal and grow and transcend their own life. Uh, We have a guest expert every month, along with a live coaching session from me, a live training, along with a group coaching session as well. So you get three really big evenings a month, along with support throughout the month um, in Voxer, which is an app on your phone where we can communicate with one another and keep each other supported and accountable through our steps. 
If this interests you, message me, joe at sarahsheltoncrans.com or sarah at sarahsheltoncrans.com. And again, let's set up a discovery call and see if that is the right fit for you. If you are looking for some free, um, some free resources, go into my website, sarahsheltoncrans.com. There are some amazing things in there, you guys, from blog posts that I wrote to incredible podcast episodes um, to just freebies from how to lead a joy-filled life, how to get out of your comfort zone. There's a program on that um, There is uh, that you can download. There is um, There's some other free resources such as med- free meditations that I recorded myself. Um, just go in, take a look around and grab what you want. Um, there are some, oh, you know what? We also have Live Boldly Apparel. Did you know that? Incredible hats, incredible t-shirts and tank tops and sweatshirts that have really awesome quotes on them that were brought to you from the trail. Um, and yes, there is a purchased, uh, you can purchase an online program as well, um, which is um, just an incredible program on really stretching yourself out of your comfort zone and growing into the person that you would like to become. So with that, let's talk a little bit more about Joyce. Um, She is a licensed psychotherapist for over 20 years and is the founder of Urban Balance, an outpatient mental health company with 17 locations in six states. Joyce is routinely consulted as a mental health expert in the media, featured in such outlets as The Wall Street Journal, CNN, and MTV. Like I said, grab your journal, grab a pen, take notes, Please share with others. This is a really, really good, powerful podcast. I recorded it um, when I was sitting alongside the Mississippi River with my family. So you may hear a few uh, other noises in the background, such as birds chirping or trains or trucks. Um, But you know what? That's how we do things around here. We sometimes sit outside and that's a perfect place to be. So with that, I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. Please continue reaching out to me. Please continue sharing. And I love and appreciate having all of you here. Joyce Murder, it's so great to have you on. Uh, I'm actually, I was just um, explaining to you that I'm sitting outside in next to the Mississippi River, enjoying nature and all that it has to offer. And I'm thrilled that I can be doing this, to be talking with you about all things, right? Um, recovery in every area of our life. And this is one podcast episode that I want to make sure everybody grabs their journal and really dives into this, take notes, learn, and follow you, right? And just really follow you, Joyce, and all of the good work that you're putting into this world, which is why we do this. So thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And you're in Chicago right now, right? I am. I live in Evanston, which is, I think of it as an herb of Chicago. It's where Northwestern is, and it's it's more urban than most of the suburbs. You can still take the train into the city and walk to shops and restaurants. I love it here. I'm a fan. I've been there a few times. My uh, my brother's now wife went to school at Northwestern. And so I've spent some time down there and it's just beautiful. So I'm glad I'm glad to have you on. Be great if you were here right now next to me, sitting next that to That would be great. Looks beautiful. <laughs> let's, let's dive in. Tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do, please. I'm a psychotherapist. I've been practicing for about 25 years. And I came into the work because I really care about our deeper inner lives. I care about our emotional and spiritual experiences and our connections to one another and healing relationships and helping people recover 
and be, and prosper to to cultivate an abundant life. And like all therapists, I think I came into the field because of my own issues and I didn't realize that naively. When I started graduate school, I thought it was, I just wanted to help people. And then I, I started reading the textbooks and attending the lectures. I was like, wait a minute, this is me. This is my family. I attended a, a lecture on alcoholic families and I was like, wait a minute, why does this sound like my family? <laughs> and and then I was really afraid that my professors were going to see that I deal with an anxiety disorder and that they'd be like, girl, you can't be a therapist. You have issues. And the beauty of it is that they realize that we all have issues as part of the human condition. No shame, no stigma. And a lot of times therapists like myself have been through experiences, whether it's trauma or family issues that have shaped and molded us into who we are and given us gifts of empathy and insight and a desire to help. And in order to be good therapists, we have to do our own work. And I think that's really true for all of us, right? And so you know, my own journey of doing my own psycho-spiritual work, whether it's in therapy or wellness practices like yoga and meditation and spiritual work, that has helped me come to a level of consciousness that I can help my clients. You know, we can only lead our clients as far as we've come ourselves. And I'm my own tool in my work. And I've found my work as a therapist to be deeply rewarding both intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. It's been such a profound gift to get to know so many people so intimately and to learn from the wisdom of their life experiences and to help them heal and recover and blossom into their best self. And one of the things that I found so valuable is all of this wisdom that I've reaped from my clients. And so today I love sharing those lessons through public speaking and through book writing and blogging. My first book is coming out in a couple of weeks. And my hope and intention is that it will provide a lot of healing and support for people who want to move through both mental health and financial health challenges and give them practical tools and tips to recover. Yes, yes, yes. So you you mentioned on something. First of all, what is the title of your book that's coming out? It's called The Financial Mindset Fix, and it's a mental fitness program for an abundant life. Yes. And, you know, the financial piece, and we, you and I were just speaking about this, is so important because I find that many of my clients, I mean, this is like such an amazing topic to be touching on right now. I find that a lot of my clients, uh, there are a few things that get them, that hold them in that space of not making the change. And one of them is financial. I know when I was going through my own divorce, I literally sat in my house and went, oh, now what the, I've never, how am I supposed to do this? How do I get out of this situation that I didn't know that I was in? How do I move through it, prosper from it, lead as you, as I just wrote down the, the abundant life, right? Cultivate the abundant life what does the term even abundance mean to us? I think that that's also a very good question that we can dive into because the financial piece is one piece that also keeps us quote stuck because we're afraid of how do I, how do I step into the space of, um, of financial security uh, when 
all of a sudden I don't feel secure at all in my life. Yes. You brought up so many important points and I'd like to speak to a few of them. Yep. I I define an abundant life as a life that includes mental and physical wellness, connected and meaningful, mutually supported relationships, work-life balance, and financial prosperity. And the financial prosperity is not about selfishness or greed or materialism. It is about financial wellness. And when we have more, we can help more. Okay. So let me say that one more time. When we have more, we can help more. Yes. So it's about, I, I noticed as my business grew, I was able to employ more people, offer student internships, give to charities, and, and later do some philanthropy. So I started my business, which is called Urban Balance. It's a counseling practice with $500 and 50000 of student loans. And there was a period I thought I was going to have to file business bankruptcy, and I experienced tremendous financial anxiety. And I implemented the psychological tools and strategies that I learned through my practice to help me shift my psychology of money, my thinking, my emotions, and my belief systems about money, and was able to successfully sell my business when it was grossing millions of dollars a few years ago. And I I also share in my book that I went through divorce. So I, I, I get that. I do. And I've seen so many of my clients go through that. And as a therapist, as a person, I do not believe in failed marriages or broken families. Ah, I believe that sister. Yes. Okay. Let's just stop on that one. Thank you for saying that. Okay. Now keep going. Everybody needs to hear that. There really is no such thing as a failed marriage. I really, I, I completely do not believe so. I, I believe that people come into our reason, our lives for a reason and we help each other learn and grow. And sometimes when those lessons have run their course, the relationship shifts. And in my marriage, I, which was not a bad marriage in many ways, it, you know, it wasn't an abusive marriage. It wasn't anything horrific, but I was very disconnected and very lonely and was experiencing a psychological death. And I would have given out anything to be happy because we have two beautiful children together. But leaving that marriage took so much courage and strength and so much ability to separate from my fear, including financial. And I really love empowering women and all my clients to believe in themselves and take care of themselves as they would somebody they love very, very much. Mm -hmm. And that's a difficult practice. It's something we have to work on every day. And Susie Orman, the financial expert said that she noticed in her financial planning that self-worth leads to net worth, but it doesn't work the other way around. Okay. Can we pause really for a moment there too? That one just stuck with me. Self-worth leads to net worth, but it does not, what did you say? It does not. It doesn't work the other way around. We all know people who have millions of dollars and they're not happy. Yes. And they're miserable people. But if you, and self-worth is that 
we are all innately deserving. Yep. And we are all deserving of an abundant life filled with love and health and prosperity. And as a therapist, I noticed in my practice that as my clients made progress in therapy, whether it was for depression or trauma or anxiety, addiction, relationship issues, they started to earn more money. And I was like, why in the world is this happening? We're not even talking about it. And it's because their self-esteem was improving. So they started putting themselves out in the world with more confidence, with more assertiveness. They're willing to negotiate for themselves because they value themselves. And that translated to a financial reward. Yes. Yes. I'm, this is hitting home with me in so many areas. I know listeners can't see me smiling right now, but you can see me smiling right now, Joyce. This is yeah. so, and here's why is I was just having this conversation uh, with my boyfriend, with Lonnie, um, a couple of days ago. It was two days ago. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, for me, having to work through the worthiness piece was key. I knew that my business in what I was doing, well, first of all, let's back up. I knew at some point that I was going to take all of the trauma healing and and the understanding and the learning that I had had. And I wanted to put it out into the world for other people, because if I could do it, if I could use nature healing and forgiveness as two of the most important tools in my trauma recovery, I wanted other people to experience the same damn thing. It was like, okay, hello. Right. Like we are power. And so I, I, I went through my business and I built it to a certain space and then I had to seek help to go through this in, in this peeling back area of my life where, and it was all around worthiness. It was all around me being able to receive that, which I, in a way that I hadn't received in the past, I hadn't been able to. And it, and it all came down to worthiness. Uh, you know, betrayal trauma is, it, it really does a number on how you feel about yourself in this world. And so two and a half, three years of intense, like really intense diving in and continuing the work on my worthiness and listening and being aware when signs of the universe have been handed to me, like, oh, this person is here to teach you a lesson. Oh, that situation is here to teach you a lesson. That client situation is even there to teach you a lesson. As you're more aware and you listen to the signs of nature and also the people, the relationships that are in your life you can then understand your own worthiness more deeply, thus stepping into the abundance that you are worthy of. So that's my deal. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. You know, I mean, we share share what we learn, right? Like that's why we're here, which is so cool that you've written this book that is touching on something that nobody freaking speaks about. I talk about it with my clients. I do talk about it with my clients about, look, money is a tool right? And what we need to do is work on the inside of self first so that we can accept the tool, which is also money and know that yes. we, we can live abundantly without that, that bond that's kept us perhaps in a toxic situation or maybe not even a toxic situation, which is the financial set of life. It's important. Absolutely. And in my book, I provide exercises. So it's a program. <laughs> so you have to do the work. You have and- to do the work. Yes. And, and it is about self-worth and that is a journey for me. When I was in my former marriage, I had a mantra that I said to myself for about three years. And I said, I deserve 
a mutually supportive, loving, and present partner. Oh, I love that. And I thought either it's going to be my husband at the time, or it's going to be clear, become more clear that that wasn't going to happen and the universe would present the right person to me. Right. And that helped me get clear on that. And I got married a few years ago. What? Congratulations. (laughs) Amazing how this happens, right? (laughs) Thank you. I feel like I manifested him and he is that, that loving, present, mutually supportive partner. And my former husband is also remarried and happier. And so I think, and our kids are thriving, but that valuing myself, I had to do personally and then also professionally when my business was not doing well, I consulted a CPA and I I'm a big believer in accessing support, which is something that I talk about. And for me, I didn't seek financial consultation or help because of shame. And I was afraid that I was embarrassed of my debt. I was afraid that somebody would tell me that my business model didn't work. Mm. And I waited until it was a crisis. And then once I talked to the CPA, he helped me realize that I truly had a cash flow problem and he helped me obtain the proper banking and lending to solve the issue. Mm. And he also confronted me on my relationship with money. He said, Joyce, you're, you're not running a charity to employ therapists and you deserve to make a profit. (laughs) So I know that there are a lot of coaches and perhaps therapists that are also listening to this for people who are running their own business, regardless of what it is. And I want y'all to like truly hear that you are not running a charity. <laughs> you cannot create the, the, the baseline of what you need in this world to help others by running a charity in that way. Cause you're going to run yourself dry. You're going to suck. And that's, exa- dry. that's exactly what happened. And in my book, I share that at that time, if my financial life were a person, and this is an exercise I should suggest for people, imagine your financial life is a person that you have a relationship with. Yes. And now imagine how you treat that person. Mm. So at this point, when I met with the CPA, if my financial life were a person, her name would be Penny. And I was abusive to her, to Penny. I neglected her. I didn't introduce her to anyone. I was embarrassed of her. I expected her to produce without nurturing, putting anything into her. And I had to change that. And I, and when a business is profitable and you take care of yourself, again, it's, you don't need to feel guilty about that. That is when you have more, you can help more and the business needs to be healthy and sustainable. And we each deserve financial security and financial peace. And I, there was a time where I was laying awake every night worrying about payroll or how I was going to pay my rent. And today my financial life is named prosperity And I take really good care of her because she is a direct reflection of my self-worth. Yes. Yes. You mentioned something you said about the business model. And, you know, I'm just going to throw this out to people too. Um, We also have a life model that we sometimes don't look at. 
And we have this business model. I know people that have, you know, businesses, myself included, it's we go through and we, we have the goals and we have the aspirations and the intentions and all of the things. And we lay out what it looks like. What are the things that we're offering? What are the things that, you know, we're, for me, it's like the retreats and all the things, but what about the life model, right? Like what, how do you want that to look? And the business piece, that financial piece is included in that. Exactly. And I have a chapter on vision where I encourage people to write a personal manifesto, you know, what they want their life to be in, a, in their fullest and greatest expression of themselves. And you're right, our career is a piece of that. When I first wanted to start my business, I also wanted to become a mom. And I went and saw a career counselor and she said, Joyce, you must plan your career in the context of your life, not the other way around. Mm -hmm. And so I'm a big believer in work-life balance. And so we have to take care of our personal wellness first, and then our work should support that. And I love your focus on nature because nature is always present and mindfulness is I think one of the most important keys to success and wellness and nature definitely helps us achieve that. And in my book, I also talk about forgiveness, which I know is an area of expertise for you because in my practice and in my own experience, I see that what anger and resentment in relationships tethers us to the past and through forgiveness, we can emancipate ourselves so that we can be free to move forward. And that includes self-forgiveness. So I'm curious about something. How does how did the forgiveness piece help you with the debt and with I and I I know I have this myself. Um, how did that all forget how did that help you in moving forward? Well, there's a couple different pieces for it with it. I had self-forgiveness in terms of you know, the past is the past. And many of us ruminate and we blame ourselves again and again, and that's just self-flagellation. So at some point you, you need to kind of come to terms and accept the mistakes that you've made in the past and honor them, learn from them and learn to let them go so that you can move forward. So that's, that's one piece. And then there was a relational piece where I started my business with a dear friend and business partner. And when we ended up in cash flow hell, she left the business very suddenly. She actually sent an email saying, I just can't handle the stress. I'm out. Send it to our whole staff, our attorney, our accountant, the staff, we're like, what the heck's going on? This business is folding. And so many of them left taking their clients when we were already in a financially dire situation. And she never came back. And we had we had been super close friends for 10 years. To me, it felt like a spouse moving out in the middle of the night. And I was so deeply hurt and felt really betrayed um, to me, I would have filed business bankruptcy a hundred times over before losing that friendship. So it was really painful and traumatic. And I had to work at forgiving her. About a year later, she circled back and asked for forgiveness. And I met with her and I did forgive her. 
And we resumed a relationship. It wasn't as close as it had been. But then we had another incident where I learned that an insurance company had been paying her for my business's work for 18 months. And she had collected over $160,000. Wow. Of which she spent and I did not get back. Wow. Wow. Yes. And so that betrayal is something that I've had to work at practicing forgiveness. Otherwise the anger, like I, I could just obsess about it. And I feel like when we put our energy in those ways, it's not healthy for us emotionally or physically. And so I've had to work at practicing forgiveness. Have I completely forgiven her? Probably not, but it's something I continue to work toward each day. Yes. I am sorry that happened. And I also love how you said I'm practicing this, right? And you're honest with yourself on the fact that I have not fully forgiven her. And this is what I'm continuing to work on and to practice every day. I've had the same, not the same, obviously, but I've had similar experiences within my business um, in working with people. And you learn a lot. You learn a lot. And I think one of the most important things, which you would probably agree with, is learning and then forgiving and doing better next time. And you're like, okay, I now know, right? Like I now know. And the other thing is, the, the interesting thing about forgiveness, and this also goes into the monetary piece as well, is just because you've been hurt, just because you've gone through this immense uh, and very intense season where you've had to stretch out of and have to make amends with you know, severe debt, whatever it is, doesn't mean that you can't trust yourself again in the future. And it also doesn't mean that you can't trust other people in the future. You learn from it, you grow, you move on, you do better next time. Absolutely. And, and just like you were talking about earlier of kind of a spiritual web of kind of synchronicity of people coming into your life, I think even challenging or painful relationships help us grow. And there are blessings in that. And so with my former business partner, the challenges that I went through with her taught me that I could fly solo which Mm -hmm. is something that I didn't believe before. I thought I needed a business partner. And actually that was so empowering and confidence inspiring that I actually think it was the precursor that helped me leave my marriage when I needed to. That's really interesting because I had the same exact same thing. I thought that I needed this certain person in order to grow not realizing, girlfriend, you got everything in you that you need to do what you want and create the business that is helping others. You've done the work yourself. Like you, yes. you, you have everything internally within you. And I think that that's a very big metaphor for simply life in and of itself. We're, we're, le- we're constantly looking, and this is why this, all of it's just so fascinating to me now. Um, we're constantly looking for exterior validation or exterior answers or external, like all like external everything. Right. And we have it within us. You, yes, you are a very smart human being. Every one of you listening, your intuition is always spot on, right? It's a matter of being aware and listening and then following through with it and listening again and learning and then listening. (laughs) So it's just fascinating to me how much that all of these align with each other as well. Exactly. I mean, you and I couldn't be more like-minded and 
I think that one of my favorite authors is Eckhart Tolle. Oh, love him. Oh. He said, he, and we have the same publisher. I'm so honored. Oh, that's awesome. That sounds true. So I'm really excited about that. But that's so cool. One of his quotes was, you know, if if we get the inside right, the outside will fall into place. Yeah. I've seen that in my practice. People want the perfect relationship, the perfect job, the perfect body, the perfect bank account. But when we do our internal work and yoga and meditation really helped me with that, that you're absolutely right. We are all talented. We all have unique gifts and strengths and we all have these internal resources And when we trust our inner compass and use our intuition and our wisdom, when we're mindful and we're plugged in, we can align those unique gifts with a need in the world and that will help us blossom. And it is, it's a a practice, it's a process. And my book is based on 12 mindsets and these are the 12 keys to success that I've identified after working with thousands of clients. And we've touched on a lot of them already today. I want to dive into those. Yeah. Can we dive into that? I just do want to say too, isn't it fascinating? Girlfriend, like congrats on getting the same publisher as Eckhart Tool. Because like I, so I always had when I was sitting there and maybe you did the same thing. And this is a good lesson for all of us, a great tool in manifestation and intention. I had Gabby Bernstein's books sitting next to my computer. Uh, and also um, I had a couple of other ones too. I had, I had so many good ones, but she was one of them who I would always have sitting next to my computer. And sh- it just so happens that we have the same public, uh, actually we have the same literary agency. That's what we have. And so it's just funny. And I'm like Tim story as well. Like I love Tim stories. Uh, you know what the work that he does, I met him through my coach and then we ended up with the same publisher. And so I'm like, it's just awareness, right? And just in really tapping into that manifestation of what you want in life. It's so cool. It is so cool. And you, you know, I'll share that my book was rejected for 10 years. What? <laughs> so I worked with a literary agent. We put it out in the world. It was rejected, rejected again. I'd put it away for a while and then I circled back to it. And Then I started doing a practice that I learned in Adlerian psychology, which is called acting as if. Uh, And so I would walk around my house and say, I am like Brene Brown and I am an international speaker and author. Mm -hmm. And my best friend, Sherilyn, who's also a therapist, accused me of psychotic optimism. (laughs) But that's awesome. <laughs> but then and she would, I have psychotic optimism too, by the way, then. Okay. I think all entrepreneurs do. You have to think positively and put on the blinders. But then she started helping me with this sort of pretend game. And she would call me and leave messages, think, you know, congratulating me on my book deal and saying she's awesome. going to come with me to New York for my tour. And Brene Brown also has the same publisher sounds true. That's amazing. So it's, it's manifesting it by opening your mind to the possibility that that could happen. Cause a lot of times we set our own ceilings by saying, well, that could never happen for yeah. me. Oh, oh, that's great. That happened for Sarah, but that's not going to happen for me. 
And so we have to stop those self-limiting beliefs. In therapy, they say cognitive behavioral therapy asserts that our thoughts precede our emotions and behaviors. So we have to silence our inner critic and practice thinking more positively and doing the work, taking the steps to actualize the dreams that we have. That's part of our self-care. And so, yeah, congratulations on all your success. Thank you. It's been, it's, it's been a trip. I mean, I, you know, I think that in healing and in manifesting and in creating abundance again, like in whatever it is that you want in life. Um, I don't care where you're at in your journey of life. It is possible. And I know that sometimes we, we hold ourselves to the trauma bonds or the bonds of our past or the patterns of our family or the patterns that we've created. And it's really just about creating new patterns and new ways of not only doing, but being and how, how we react and act in life, but then also where our thoughts and our emotions and our daily existence and awareness and being present in the moment actually lies. That's why nature has been huge for me. I mean, I manifested my literary agent, my publisher, my relationship, literally everything outside. Not one thing have I manifested or, or created. I love how you talk about that, that, you know, psychotic optimism, (laughs) because I literally would just sit and say, okay, this is what it's going to be like in my relationship someday. This is what it's going to be like holding my book someday. This is what it's going to be like being on my own someday. This is what, like, it's already there because it's possible. And so it's literally about us taking the steps internally first, just knowing that our true North is guiding us to what's already possible because it's already created because it's already possible. So it's just, it's just fascinating. I want to dive into your, your tools, your, the steps that you talk about in your book. Can we please? Yes, yes. absolutely. Y'all have to and get the book. Like when is it being published? What's the date again? It is available for pre-sales now on okay. Amazon. Okay. Again, it's called the Financial Mindset Fix. And Perfect. you can find it on my website at financialmindsetfix.com. Okay. And it is released on July 27th. So in a couple of weeks here. So I'm excited. All right. Well, I am going to be on a retreat in Alaska during that time. So I will wake up that morning and I will be putting good juju into the universe for you. There you Thank go. you so much. It's on, it's on my, it's on my, it's on my uh, to-do list on July 27th. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So the, the 12 mindsets that are empirically supported, I had a PhD researcher help me on the book to promote both positive mental health and financial health are abundance. Mm -hmm. And having an abundance mindset instead of setting our own ceilings, awareness, which is exactly what you talked about in terms of becoming conscious of those themes and patterns that we unconsciously recreate until we choose something better. Mm -hmm. And presence, which is, you know, um, being present in the moment, mindful, being plugged in, using your, your intuition responsibility, which is forgiveness and, and taking the reins of your life. It's because we're not only the protagonist in our own life story, we are also the author. So it's empowering ourselves to be the author. And I talk about self-love. I talk about support. I talk about compassion and I talk about, uh, 
detachment, which is an interesting, you know, in Al-Anon, the support group for loved ones of people dealing with addiction, they talk about practicing detachment with love. Mm-hmm. And that's really a skill that we can all develop in our relationships, in our businesses, and also in our relationships with money. Yes. And it's a healthy tool. And the last chapter is resilience, mm-hmm. which you know, is that ability to move through challenges and bounce back and come out stronger because we all have setbacks and we all have challenges. And it's about your ability to persevere Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Yes, 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 yes. Which one of these steps, was there anything that you found to be shockingly like, whoa, this is in your research. Was there anything that you found to be um, mind-blowing? Like what? We need this? I don't know about mind blowing might be a bit much, but I was so happy and pleased because I thought, uh oh, how are we going to show that compassion leads to better financial health? Right. And it does. Oh, of course it does. I talk about fear, self compassion every day. I mean, literally, fear, self-compassion, people. I mean, I I had to, I'm, as you know, like I mentioned earlier, I'm in Wisconsin. I'm sitting here going, okay, I, I got my plane ticket for the wrong date, time, whatever it was, um, decided I was going to change it to accommodate, to spend more time with my family, 200 extra dollars. And I'm like, okay, well, I could get mad at myself or I could be fiercely self-compassionate and understand that my abundance is more important with my family right now. And that the rest of it will follow, right? Love it. And in filling that space of the $200 that I now had to spend to change my ticket. It's very simple. Love it. And good example. And compassion toward others. When we practice kindness and altruism and charity, and we are giving to others, that comes back to us with a financial reward even, you know, um, through loyalty from clients or customers or vendors, or, you know, just, I I believe in a spiritual, you're earning good karma that kind of comes back to you. And the research shows when people earn their money by doing harm, Mm -hmm. they, you know, they are at risk for lawsuits and, being charged of crimes yep. <laughs> and all of that can be very costly. Yeah. So actually doing ethical, compassionate business. And I believe in conscious capitalism can make you more successful personally and professionally. Right. And I think the the important thing, and I talk about this in my book, and I'm sure you would probably, I imagine that you would agree is that everything starts with self. So if you're not going to be compassionate and loving and talk nicely to you first, it's very difficult to then extend that out into and be compassionate towards others in business and in life. Yes. And so I talk about silencing our, our inner saboteur mm-hmm. or at least noticing and developing mindful awareness of our inner saboteur and our self-sabotaging behaviors and replacing that critical voice with a compassionate voice and becoming our own good parent, our own loving best friend, and our own compassionate advocate or positive coach. Yes. So when you're talking about these these various mindsets, these various pieces within your book, do you have exercises within everyone as well? Do you have different things that you ask the reader to do? 
Yes. So, so within, I love, I love books like that. That's like mine too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I try to keep the readers engaged and there's a digital workbook that goes along with the book. Oh, that's rad. And, and so people work these simple and fun exercises from psychology to develop these skills. And then I'm most proud of these innovative wheel exercises that I created, which are self-assessment tools for each mindset so that you can see how you're doing on cultivating those skills. And I really think that the book is something that I hope people will refer to again and again as life throws them different challenges at different points in their life. They may need to work on one mindset more than another. Right, right, right. And then I imagine too with my book, it's okay, you've gotten to step, you know, I don't know, six, whatever it is. And then sometimes we need to go back and review step two before we can actually move into the next step. Um, and that's the beauty of, and, and when you when you purchase, those of you listening, when you purchase books, Use them. It's not only about reading or listening to them. It's also about truly accessing the use part within them. So I don't care what book it is. If it's a fiction book, nonfiction book, or whatever, if you're reading in it, reading it, you're listening to it, you're digesting it, there's something within it that you can also access and use within your own life. It's also really important when you have a book like this to actually do the work. Be with, yes. the, be with the work. The tagline again is a mental fitness program. And it's it would be like listening to a nutritionist or a personal trainer, but not changing your food or your workouts or not working out. So you have to do the exercises in order to make progress. Right, right. I always say it's like an active book. Right? Yes. It's an active book. And so um, yeah, that's awesome. That is so cool. So you have been using this same program 10 years. You've tried to get this out. <laughs> so first of all, thank you for keeping and believing in the book and not just being like, well, guess this isn't going to come into existence. It's all about timing. And clearly now is the time that it needed to be put out into the world. And I would imagine too, that you probably needed to do a little bit more internal and uh, research work within yourself to actually create the best book possible. For sure. I absolutely yep. believe in divine timing, yes. timing, and I hadn't learned all the lessons yet. And here, my hope, I mean, it's, it's so horrible that we were already in a mental health epidemic before the pandemic. And now the pandemic has added fuel to the fire and people are really suffering from a mental health and financial health perspective. Mm -hmm. The research shows that a third of millennials and a quarter of adults, even before the pandemic, have financial trauma that meets the, the criteria for post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. And so I, I think the book is needed now and it's much more complete than it would have been 10 years ago. But I've been giving a talk called The Psychology of Success over the past 10 years based on this book. And I've given it for Fortune 500 companies and women's groups and therapists and gotten a lot of feedback that I've all included in the book as well. Yeah. So I am throwing this out to you, total of cold, by the way, which is you'd be like, what? Uh, it's how I operate sometimes when it, when, when I get that, like I call it like the sacred meat when it's like, Oh, this is a great idea. Um, I think you and I should do a book, uh, bundle. Like I will put mine in there, oh, yes. in there and let's, 
throw it out to our listeners. And so go follow you on Instagram. Are you, I'm assuming you're on Instagram too, right? Yes. Yes. Joyce Martyr. Yep. So am I. And so uh, go follow the both of us and then we'll pick a date and we'll do a giveaway with your book and my book, because truthfully um, this, this way of the money thing is something that is such a key Thing. It's something that just keeps my clients stuck of that belief system of you will be abundantly, uh, you know, set down the line financially as well when you do the internal work on self, right? Start there and then start working exter- out into the world. And I promise you, you guys, like I promise all of you, truly, it starts with self first. It will happen. It will happen. It just, it makes my heart hurt when I see people stay in toxic situations because they're afraid financially that they're not going to be able to make it. And it's a rabbit hole that just keeps them in this space. And it just, it makes my heart hurt. I don't want people thinking that that's what should be holding you in this space because it's not, it's not, it's simply a tool. Money is a tool. You will be financially stable. You have to get out of the toxic situation first to then step into that abundant life that is there for you. Yes, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And it, it, the fear and anxiety can be very overwhelming and catastrophic, you know, negative thinking. And so I provide strategies for how to quiet those voices and instead, you know, be able to detach from those worries and put one foot in front of the other And believe in yourself and put yourself out there. And again, I do think we set our own ceilings. And I have examples in the book how I did that and how I've seen my clients do that. And once you flip that that script, you can really change your life. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your life today now. I'm just curious. I want I want everybody to hear this because people love hearing this stuff. It's like, well, what what do you mean? Like, are you really that happy? I get that a lot. I'm like, yep, truly am. <laughs> I really am. And I I, I, I don't want to brag, but I am. No, it's not. I am, it's not. It's, I am, not. it's to me. It's like showing work, what's possible. Like, come on. I worked hard. I Okay. My husband is so handsome and wonderful. He oh. I, He's a counselor. I met him through the American Counseling Association at a networking event awesome. and he threw peanuts at my head. And I was like, <laughs> I said, did you just throw peanuts at me? And um, he looks like Blake Shelton. Oh, what? At least I think so. And he's tall and cute and uh, has worked as a school counselor. And he brought his two children into my life and we have a beautiful blended family. So I have two daughters, Celeste and Claudia, who are 19 and 16, and now two beautiful stepchildren. Caitlin is 25 and Nick is 22. And we have a couple dogs. We live in Evanston because of the crazy fortune of my business selling and continuing to prosper I was able to recently buy a second home in Florida and a boat, which I never imagined. Fantastic. Fantastic. We love to travel. And see, I'm so happy that you're sharing this because we don't often share where our happiness is actually where we've been led to, right? And so, and people need to see that. They need hope. That's why when I wrote my book, the three words that I wrote it with were truth, inspiration, and hope. They need to have that hope. And so this gives people the hope for their future too. And truly like, 
let me ask you, I know that age is something that holds a lot of my clients back. Yes. They're like, but I'm 70 years old or I'm 65. And I look at it and I'm like, you're young. That's okay. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. what do you tell them? I had a, I gave my talk, the psychology of success a few years ago in Nebraska and a woman came up to me afterwards and she was like, Oh, I wish I heard your talk 40 years ago. Oh, yeah. I'm 75 and now it's too late. And I, I tried to talk for, with her a little bit, but a minute later, another woman came up to me and she was like, Hey, I'm 76 and I just retired and I'm so excited. I heard your talk because I'm going to use it to re to create an amazing next chapter of my life. Yep. Boy, that didn't happen for a reason. <laughs> and it was like, oh, wow, like that's the difference in perspective. And yep. I don't believe it's ever too late. And, you know, so I, I think it's so important. And I do think that women, we, I know when I went through divorce in my forties, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to date old, much older men and it's going to be slim pickings and all of that. And it, that really wasn't true. That, that didn't happen. So. Well, it would have happened had your mindset been like that. Yes. Right. If it would have stayed like that, that's where you would have stayed. And yes. so that is the intentionality of how do I want to view this, right? And how am I going to step into it? Because when we step into it from this transformational, you know, high vibe, different outlook, that's what we get. If we listen to the people of, oh, it's going to suck dating at 40 and this, you're going to have slim pickings and all of the things, you're right. That's if we're going to, if we're going to live in that, in that space, that's what we're going to attract. And so it's really important to remember that as well. For sure. I believe in self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm, every day, every day. You're amazing. I just have to Likewise. tell you. And I'm so stoked, and I know you may not want to hear this, but I'm going to say it, that it took 10 years for you to get this book out because clearly 10 years ago, we would have not met. <laughs> it just, I wasn't at that space, I know. So I always say like it's, it's the divine timing. Absolutely. So, you know, 10 years of hard work and believe in self, and this is what you get, which is awesome. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners about your book and about the programs and things that you're doing today? Thank you so much. The book is also available on audiobook, and I narrated it. Yay. And that, that will come out the month after, so in late August. And I think that's it. I would love to connect on social media. I'm on all the platforms. and. I, I definitely want to stay connected with you and and look into future ways that we can collaborate. Oh, we will be. I've already very like minded. Already in my head. <laughs> I already was like, oh, there's this and this and this and this and this and this. <laughs> like this makes sense. It's good because, um, you know, again, just as a reminder to everybody, we've all been there. So I know for me, when my, when I was going through the divorce piece and I was just thinking about the financial aspect of just, okay, how am I going to do this? And you do, you do do it. It just, it, it falls into place when you set yourself up for that. And so doing that internal work is so key. It is a necessary piece, a necessary tool to happiness. Um, 
what you said of self-worth equals leads you to the net worth piece. Net worth does not lead you to self-worth. That is, that is something that's going to stick with me. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Really appreciate it. Thank you so thank much you. for having thank, me. Well, yes. Thank you for being here. And you guys go follow her. Go follow her on all the platforms and listen. Um, and then also pay attention to when we do this book bundle. That will be very fun. We'll have fun with That's that. Exciting. That'll be Absolutely. Fun. And I'll have to make my way to Chicago. I love Evanston. Make your way to oh, LA anytime. Anytime you're Absolutely. in Absolutely. Yep. I'd love it. Sounds fantastic. All right. Thank you for being on. My friends, thank you for listening to the Live Boldly podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I am so grateful to have you here. I'd love to invite you over to sarahschultingkranz.com to receive five free meditations recorded by me or download your free guide on how nature is your perfect healing therapy. My site has many free resources to guide you on your life journey, many that I used myself while on my road from victim to survivor. And also, please, I ask that you share my podcast with those who may need inspiration, information, or who may need to hear from others going through where they are right now. To grow this podcast, please leave an iTunes review and subscribe. Go find it on other platforms such as Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please also go to my Instagram or Facebook page, leave a message in my comments, and tell me what you think of this episode. Please share in your stories and tag me. I'd love to reshare and celebrate your healing journey. I love hearing from each one of you. Let's keep the ripple going. It begins with each one of us. I love you. And as I always say, I believe in you, us, always. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.